After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. No wonder it won that J.D. Power Quality Award, right? Why don't you go bowling with J.D. Power? My name is Andrew Walsh. I would love to go bowling with J.D. Power. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. Do you want to go bowling with J.D. Power and me? Well, I like bowling, so sure. I wanted to play the shorter version of that, but I wasn't sure if people would hear what the guy is saying. This is from some commercial for a car where like one neighbor's jealous of the other one's uh-huh. new car, one of those vibes, yes. right? And I do like it when he says, why don't you go bowling with J.D. Power? No wonder it won that J.D. Power Quality Award, right? Why don't you go bowling with J.D. Power? I could hear myself for the rest of my days whenever I see somebody <laughs> dropping a J.D. Power <laughs> brag into a commercial, just saying, why don't you go bowling with J.D. Power? <laughs> anyway, um, hey, neighbors, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. But not any neighbors, neighbor kids. Ugh. I saw a commercial I mean, the yay. other day. I mean, yay. I saw a commercial uh, just yesterday that I actually really liked. I think it's relatively new or if not brand new that is kind of the the old trope of the neighbor kid coming over you know, I feel like neighbor kids are always coming over because they like what the parents are serving better for dinner sure. at one place, or they want, and this one was like, the the internet's better at the neighbor's house, or like, the, the kid won't leave. I yeah. just think that's like kind of a well-worn trope, it right? It really like, is. I really tried to stick specifically to two things, kids and neighbors. Yeah. It was really hard, like... I came across some good just general neighbor commercials as well, but I had to let them go because I don't know if we've done that it's, show before or not. I don't but, think we have, but it's a rich vein. And I didn't want to just If do it's untapped, kids. let's remember it for the future. Yeah. So anyway, so this is the neighbor kid that we're talking about yeah. today. Uh, and there's some really charming commercials in here and not a lot of uh, not a lot of ground that we've already covered. Um, plus, we will check in with uh, the segment that is burning up the charts with love <laughs> from me to YouTube. This is where I upload and talk too much about- the, the, the podcast segment charts yeah exactly where they rank yeah. all the podcast segments every week exactly current magazine now working <laughs> on a on an article about that as well in which i will be quoted heavily once again um but i have oh, a I love commercial that, i love that your current magazine article referred to uh after these messages as a quote independent <gasps> podcast oh yes okay so here let Do me give context for people because i don't even know if luke and i talked about this on tbtl but we were interviewed recently for an article that uh that ran in current I want to say magazine. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but it's the trade magazine for public radio, basically, yeah. right? And we talked about how on my other podcast, TBTL, we just broke away from a network and went independent. And so it sort of seemed like a story that is kind of interesting given the the climate of the podcast industry right now. They wrote they wrote a much beefier article than I thought they were and going to. And a total to. Valentine, was, I might yeah, add. Yeah, and, and everything, I, it came out today as we record this on Tuesday you're the 1st. You're quite quotable. You're a, quota, you're a Appar- notable quotable. <laughs> Apparently. Um, but I did not mention after these messages are spotless. The reporter, well, Jenna, must have just like kind of like, yeah. I don't How'd they think, find out? I don't <laughs> That's a really good question um but yeah no i thought that was interesting so it would have been awesome if they had linked to it yeah. but we don't really have a great online presence for this we should probably start a squarespace page or something yeah but true story anyway we're a little bit off topic here but um 
I was going to say in the segment with love from me to YouTube, I found a um, commercial from 1995 on an old VHS tape that I uploaded recently that I think is going to be a candidate for one of the best jingles you've heard. All right. This summer. Then I'm very ready. I kept, the more I talked, I want to narrow that more and more. It's going to be it's one of jingle the jingle of the summer. It's going to be the best jingle you've heard in August. Okay. Today is the first. Um, and also, uh, just one more thing. You have a uh, commercial. I know nothing about it, but you saw a commercial, I want to say, for Google Lens. It that... is for Google Lens, but it's cross promoting Barbie. Oh, okay. And it just stars this actress who I have just a great deal of affection for. I don't know if it's going to land with you the way it does with me because. I have all this extra context mm. for her performance, but I just think it's fantastic, and I was sharing it with uh, friends who I know would oh. appreciate it today. Okay, good. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that, but let's start by talking about that neighbor kid. Neighbor, neighbor, This is the best Rolling Stones song you're going to hear in all of August. <laughs> so far in August. What a terrible sound. I did. That is not. I'm not surprised that that wasn't, uh, that that didn't, wasn't a hit. That, I mean, I don't know how much of a hit it was. It was certainly a single. They had a video for it all that right. was um, about as bad as that sound. Uh, I'm going to start by playing for you the commercial. It just sounds so underproduced. It's like the, it's like they're playing that drum in a tin can He's or something. He's just yelling neighbors. <laughs> Let's start with the commercial that I saw just yesterday during a ball game, um, and it's for Xfinity, you know, the the high-speed Wi-Fi service or internet service, and uh, you see a family, and they're in a living room. It's clearly evening. It's kind of like evening TV time, you know, and it's kind of mom, dad, son that's probably around 12 or 13 or something, and next to him is another kid who's 12 or 13, and you realize pretty quickly that the other kid is not part of the family. He's the neighbor kid, and he's mm -hmm. sitting there with his laptop. He's not even really watching the TV at all. He's just kind of glued to his laptop, and you can tell that he's kind of overstayed his welcome. Your parents know you're over here again, right? Yep. Great. Tony lives next door. See, his parents decided to just use their phone for home internet. So when everyone is on, Tony's over here streaming. And drinking all my soda. My dog. Get internet and mobile together for just $50 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Only from Xfinity, home of the 10G network. We're going to bed, Tony. Good night. I'll lock up if I leave. Get real. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a fun little button at the end there. I'll lock up if I leave. They're turning out. They're turning out the lights around him. I always enjoy these commercials and find them kind of in, kind of fascinating. These premises that, um, that make like a negative use case for for their a tongue in cheek negative yeah, use case, yeah. obviously, but like a, a an example or a vignette in which your use or purchase of the product in question um, leads to some negative outcome for you it's personally. It's an annoyance for leads you to because an annoyance. other people want your thing. Yeah, because other people want your thing. Um, like um, you, I, I know there were fast food restaurants, commercials, I can't remember which one, McDonald's, somebody comes home with the food and it's so good, their partner eats all of right. it, that type of thing. Somebody takes your fries because mm -hmm. they're so good. Um, and of course, sometimes the the message is like, "You're so good, you'll have to buy two or mm -hmm. whatever." But yeah, this is kind of fun. I mean, it's a funny it's a funny bit. I like the I like the bit. I think it's relatable to anyone who's ever watched a sitcom, mm -hmm. and probably relatable to parents too. Who probably you know, I know I feel like every every parent I know has had a friend of their kids that they were not super wild about. But uh, what yeah. what I like about this is that. Even the child who is his peer is yeah. like 
pretty over they it. They don't seem friends. No, they they're just, just seem neighbors. like neighbors. <laughs> There's a visual joke in there I'll explain as well. When the kid is kind of turning the sun, is turning to camera and telling us like, yeah, Tony's over here all the time drinking my soda because of the Wi-Fi. Uh, and then the, Tony's hardly paying attention. He never takes his eyes off of the laptop on his lap. And he just says, my dog. And he just kind of like puts out his hand for a fist bump. Right. As if drinking his neighbor's soda is deserving of a fist bump. And nobody bumps it. He's yes. just like, he, he doesn't care. He's just in his own world. He's like zombied out on his laptop. Yeah. And he's clearly only there for the amenities. Right. He's just treating it like an airport lounge. Exactly. Yeah. And also, I like the specificity. I think this is maybe the last point on this 30 second commercial that I've bled a lot out of already. But <laughs> um, I like that they're going specifically at the demographic. They see a market change yes. where people are using the portable hotspot on their phone for all of their internet needs. I could see young people doing that, certainly. Right? Yes. It's, uh, but, but they're, so they're specifically saying, saying that, like, suburbanites, like right. suburban parents are doing it. I'm hearing a lot of radio ads voiced by, I think, Katie Sagan but also probably for Xfinity um, that Married are with children slash Futurama Katie Seagal slash right? uh, Sons of Anarchy oh slash, yeah I didn't know she's done, done a but ton okay, of work just making sure I was thinking of the right person um yeah and um she I I think it's her voicing it but the the pitch is there she's talking to young people as you say who are who have opted to only have internet on their phone yeah. and she pitches it as you're grown up now. Like you're, you know, if you're oh, going to be a true yeah. grown up, you have to have, you have to pay Xfinity. That's sort of interesting. <laughs> ass load of money. Yeah. I mean, Xfinity must be taking it on the chin a little bit. Like I was yeah. a really loyal Xfinity slash. Um, well, they're probably where the phone lines, Comcast where landlines person. are, yeah. were, you know, 15 years ago. Right? And they're just, they're, they're the epitome of the unhelpful customer service. We're going to call but they're gonna try to upsell you on a million things like forever they convinced me to have a landline that i never plugged exactly. in like what kind of world is that right yeah and it's finally starting to catch up with them i think yep. you know people yeah. are finding other anyone who clings to the old the old technologies like that and tries to just slow down the adoption of new technologies is going to find themselves uh, in a heap of trouble at some point. I was only able to um, find one commercial that had the neighbor kid coming over for dinner because he likes the food so much. Yeah. And I'm really surprised at what the food is. Did you, you already see what this is? Um, I did see what this is, yes. It's it, cottage cheese. Kids love cottage cheese, Andrew. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Over, and yeah. prunes? And prunes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they just always want to make sure they've you know gotten their Metamucil for the uh -huh. day. What were and you gonna say before? Were you gonna say you're surprised that I didn't find more? Oh, that I yeah. There's there's a commercial that I remember vividly from being a kid. Maybe they aren't. Maybe it's what you're saying where they're not really identified as neighbors yeah. or it takes place at school. But I remember the stovetop ads where you would have two kids plotting. Yeah. To I'm gonna come to your house for stovetop at six, and then yeah. your dinner, your family eats dinner at eight. So I'll come over there for for a second helping. Yeah, I kind of briefly alluded to that at the top of the show. The stovetop commercials, I couldn't find anybody expressly saying, "I am the neighbor kid." <laughs> I am the neighbor kid. You know, <laughs> and then I mean? all the kids in the neighborhood stand up. <laughs> I and, am the neighbor. I am the neighbor kid. No, it seemed like they're just friends, you know. And uh -huh. so I wanted to kind of be strict with this. Otherwise, I'm just doing commercials of kids coming over, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if I made the right choice here but this is a commercial for daisy cottage cheese if you can believe it that's what this kids kid... love cottage oh cheese. yeah well this is good mom yeah thanks guys i think this is the best thing you made all week steve we love you but you know you live next door right 
Don't your brothers and sisters miss you? No, we text. Okay. Here's to moms who know what a dollop of Daisy can do. Unlike others, it is 100% pure with nothing else added. Daisy sour cream makes your... Nope, I'm sorry. This is sour cream, not cottage cheese. I think I was looking at a different link before because I was like, why? Because they're eating... Like, why are you pulling out cottage cheese at (laughs) dinner? But it looks like they're eating tacos or something, and so they're putting sour cream. That makes more sense. That makes so much more sense. I Um, like both... Sour cream and cottage cheese. Not on your tacos, though. No, not on my tacos. You're probably not eating cottage cheese for dinner. We used to eat cottage cheese for dinner. We Ugh. we were served a Ugh. lot of cottage cheese as kids. <sighs> I could understand. I like it, but I can understand how it its texture would be polarizing. Only because we were just talking about how I was trying to be strict about my parameters for this, not just kids coming over for dinner, but specifically neighbors and not just any neighbors, but neighbor children. I was very excited about this next commercial because I first stumbled on it and I saw a 15 second version of it. This stars Eli Manning and he's got a coach who's a little girl who's like yelling at him. To It's for Quaker Oats, by the way, and it's part of his like healthy routine eating Quaker oats and then doing his exercises. But he's got this very demanding coach who's a girl who I'm going to say is like, I don't know, eight years old. And she's like yelling at him. She's like, do you even know you're a Manning? I think she yells at one point, which is really funny. And I got strong neighbor vibes from this kid, but they never said it. And I was like, well, it's not just a show about kids. And then as I keep looking for other commercials, I stumble on it again and I found the long version of it. And for some reason, Eli Manning specifically says my, my neighbor kid, or yeah. the neighbor kid and I was like yes I can include it I think it's like what other reason would she have to be in that kitchen if she's not ob- if she's not identified as a relative right a if relative it's not, or a neighbor if it's yeah. not like uncle Eli or dad yeah then any other reason it kind of makes you think about like uh signaling because mm-hmm. like any other reason for a kid to be there by themselves in a in a room in a kitchen especially in your home it's like well, it's not like just a kid from, you know, somewhere else in the city, because how else did they get there? Mm-hmm. Like, it's sort of like when you think about it, it's like, what else could it be if it's not a relative? It's got to be a neighbor. Yeah. And some of these I'm sort of spoiling the joke on because we know that the theme of this is neighbor kids. But there's at least two where it's supposed to be sort of a reveal. Uh-huh. And that one we just heard for the sour cream was supposed to be a reveal because there's actually three kids at the table and two of them set it up by saying, great dinner, mom. And then another kid says, this is the best meal you've made all week. And then she says, you know that you don't live here, right? <laughs> so um, here- I like that she softened it by saying, you know that we love you. Yeah, that is really sweet. Do you though? <laughs> Do you though? Here, I'm going to play for you this commercial with uh, Eli Manning for uh, Quaker Oats. Oh, yeah. I mean, each morning I got to start with my Quaker Oat meal. You got to oat up, right? If you want to be a champ, you got to start like a champ. Yes, ma'am. My coach, uh, she runs me pretty hard. She's my neighbor. You need to touch both of them. Okay. He's outside in the yard with her. She's running around. She's got on one of those visors she and is, a whistle. She is Full coach mode. She's pretty awesome, she right? She is awesome. I love this performance. More, I want more neighbor girl. She's very funny. It starts with her yelling at him in the kitchen saying, you want to, you know, whatever she this says about you got to start, per- right? This is a big performance from a little actor. Then they go outside and he's doing his, like, all these kind of football exercises, you know, jumping over the little mini cones and <laughs> doing all these things. And she's, like, right there with him the whole time, like a little Pete Carroll yelling at him and, <laughs> and, and, and motivating. Right. If you want to be a 
champ, you gotta start like a champ. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. My coach, uh, she runs me pretty hard. She's my neighbor. You need to touch both of them. Okay, pick up the face. <laughs> you call yourself a manager. Why are there tennis balls? Does she know that you were tired? I'm too scared to tell her. Go work. Come in. Quaker. Off screen, like almost like a documentary, you hear somebody say, does she know that you're retired? And he says, I'm too scared <laughs> to tell scared her, to while tell he's her. like kind of housing the last bit of his Quaker oat I have snack. never seen that in the wild, but I really love it. I think I saw that that might have been a Super Bowl ad, but I don't know from How when. How did we miss that? I don't know. It's pretty cute. I mean, not, not from this one. I think it would have been an no, old I know, Super Bowl but, ad. I mean, we, we've, we've been def- doing it for a while. We've been doing it since before Eli Manning retired. Yeah, I so think so. It, That's it a good situates point. It in time I could be bit. wrong about that, but I really did like that one. Um, this is one of the only commercials that I think we have talked oh, about this, this campaign one. before, but it's so damn good. Yeah. This is um, a campaign called The Settlers for DirecTV. And you see like a, a home that looks like, I don't know, these like little house on the prairie style kind of old wooden cabin with a bunch of like, you know, the whole family is dressed kind of old timey. The the um, the women and girls wear bonnets um, and they're clearly strong FLDS vibes. Yes. And unfortunately, uh, aside from that, they're living. But also like way, I mean, way it's more. more pioneer. I should. I said it's that. Pioneer. Sort of, yeah. Exactly. Yes, I said that to be a little funny um, in the modern days. It evokes FLDS. Um, but in the it's really meant to evoke like old timey settlers, pioneers. Yeah. And it's called the settlers. And, but the thing is their home and their property is surrounded by the modern world, like the modern suburbs. And the whole point of this is while all of the neighbors and people in their lives enjoy, um, direct TV, these people, just settle. They're settlers. So they're fine without DirecTV. They settle for everything, yeah. basically. That's the point. And in this particular one, they actually engage with their neighbors. You see the um, modern neighbor kind of come into the settler's yard with his own son, his like modern era son, and the old timey son, the son <laughs> of this family. And he's like, hey, your boy's been over at my place. I think he really enjoys the, the TV that we have over there. Ah, greetings, neighbor. Neighbor boy. Yeah, so we're just bringing your son home. He really loves our wireless direct TV receiver. <laughs> he should know better. We're settlers. We settle for cable. But let us repay you for your troubles. Fresh milk for the journey home? <laughs> we live right there. Salted meats? No, thank you. That's then. Don't be a settler. Get a $100 reward card when you switch to direct TV. I don't know if you could hear. He says hats. Then there's a good visual joke where two of the family members like rapidly hand weave uh, like a straw hat for on the heads on the heads of the neighbors. Um, I like. I do think it's a funny joke. Like kind of like portraying people who have cable as luddites. Um, do you think that this is a little problematic in an era when we're more sensitive to the fact of stolen land and? Uh, hmm. Native claims to unceded land. Does, I it, mean, does it hit a little different? I feel like I just feel like it hits a little different here on the West Coast, where we're yeah. really, where we're, there's just like a very public acknowledgement of of that fact. 
I mean, that's a good point. I mean, that's not that it's exclusive my, to the West Coast. My brain didn't go there. Um, and I mean, the the reality of settlers is that. But I mean, I guess you're right. Like settlers and colonialism, not great. Yeah, I don't know. This commercial's probably what uh, the campaign's probably about ten years old now. You Feels think? like it. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly so, I don't certainly know if older. It'd be made today. That's a good question. This next one, I would say, I am probably stretching the rules on the most. Well, get out. Really? <laughs> no, not really. Can I keep doing the show? No, let's keep doing. Okay, the show. Um, it's for King's Hawaiian rolls. It's I love actually... that we just. I just love that we impose these rules on ourselves, and they're they're useful creative constraints. Sure. But then we like sort of. I, like, yeah, well, kind did, of, I, did I break the rules? I'm probably agonizing over that a little bit more than usual today. <laughs> I'm sorry, but um. But you know King's Hawaiian rolls, right? Do the I? Rolls. They, they populate my dreams. They also make buns so that you don't have to make little tiny mini sandwiches the day after Thanksgiving. You can just buy, you know, King's buns any time of the year. But if you eat four year. mini sandwiches, you didn't eat very much. And if you eat one whole big sandwich, you ate a lot. Mini sandwiches are better than big sandwiches. That is it. Hands down. That's true. I would all, I mean, I still, I know that we've talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about it on this show I've definitely talked to you about it off air and I've definitely talked about it on TBTL. But like when I make a sandwich now, it is a, if even if I'm going to end up making a whole sandwich with just like two pieces of white bread, I am taking one slice of bread and cutting it in half. I'm taking another slice of bread and cutting it in half. And then I'm building it as two smaller sandwiches. Oh, I did. Know I, you strong, were doing that. I feel very strongly about it. I started doing it at some point and I didn't realize it. <laughs> and then some controversy about the way somebody cut a sandwich on a viral video sure. was talked about on tbtl and i suddenly kind of realized you know what i actually i make sandwiches kind of a weird way which is i cut the bread first then make two mini sandwiches sometimes i'll even cut it into quarters if i'm just like if i want more snack mode but here's the deal i actually think there's an argument for it because if you're building them each individually you are spreading the ingredients around to the corners better i agree i wouldn't do it just because it's too labor intensive for me but i but do what else you got going on if you're making a snack what else do I have going on? Well, I have a full, rich, full life. Thanks for asking. I'm just saying you can't take an extra two minutes to make a little sandwich. Well, it's fun. Whether or not it's fun. <laughs> I understand the I understand the logic of it because it is frustrating to make a sandwich and then realize that you didn't get the ingredients like well proportioned mm-hmm. throughout. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing it quarter by quarter, yeah, you're obviously going to like, you know, if you want a pickle in each quarter, you get a pickle in each quarter. A pickle in every quarter. That's what I've always said. <laughs> I uh, That was your campaign promise. I think I also, I think it also, more and more I just make a half a sandwich. Because now I'm like, well, I'll make a half a sandwich yeah, and eat it. As someone who finds your half half of a bagel cut the weird way. Uh, Wait, what's the weird way? Down the, like. Cause like you, a half of a bagel, not a slice of not a, a bagel. Not a, yeah, you cut it like. If, if the torus, you cut the torus in half so that it's like. And, like then I, and, then I, and then I cut that in half and I make a and right. then I make a sandwich out of it. Yeah, so I always find this like, to me, useless, weird half of bagel. You don't always do that because it's very rare we have bagels in the house. <laughs> Once or twice you did that. But usually it's just on white bread and then I'll be like, well, I'll make half now, see how I sit with that and then maybe come back and make another half. And often I don't. Okay. And I'm telling you, what I've been making lately, some turkey on there, some salami on there, some lettuce, tomato mustard yeah then you you make the half a you sandwich just, you then described you a sandwich good yeah, job it's buddy it's just so it's, i mean congratulations oh no i left off the best part this is what got me talking about it is uh cucumbers 
Okay. A little slice of cucumber, and you cut those. They fit perfectly, two side by side on a half mm. a sandwich. Like little eyes. You just spread those across a whole sandwich and cut it in half. You're going to have little bits of cucumber True. coming out. Yeah, that's why I said I understand the logic. Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm not ridiculing you. From now on, I'll make sandwiches for you if you'd like. I'll make them the right way without mayonnaise or cheese, though. Gross. Um, okay, so this next one, as has been established controversially, kind of stretches the rules of this. But there are children involved, I feel like. This is more of just like a jealous neighbor commercial. We... <laughs> Start. Uh, there's a real keeping up with the Joneses, which is a whole yeah. vein. Yeah, yeah. So we start in a kitchen, and it looks like a pretty nice kind of modern kitchen in the suburbs somewhere. It looks like mom, dad, and teenage son. And you do notice, you especially notice when it's contrasted to what they're seeing across the street, that even though it's a nicely appointed kitchen, it's filmed a little bit like with a blue filter. There's not a lot of like yellows or brights. They are quite drab. They're kind of the quite light, drab. The lighting is drab and their clothing is quite deliberately yes, drab. Yes. All of them are in some form of grayish. Yes. And um, and I can't remember exactly what they're talking about. It looks like they're just sort of making some sandwiches. It looks like they made their sandwiches kind of whole and are going to cut them in half. Um, and then they realize that, and this is what I thought was interesting. I've always said Guy Fieri, and people have corrected me and say it's Guy Fieri. And I thought that I thought we were being corrected just by people who were like, "Well, if you know Italian or whatever, that's how you would say it." But I thought it was still just like, "Yeah, but we just say Fieri." But apparently not, because this commercial starring the actor, the kid specifically says, "Hey, that's Guy Fieri across the street." And they're were you going to say something? Well, I'm letting you finish, but I, I have a question about that. Okay. I mean, obviously, that's how Guy Guy pronounces it. I've never Fieri. heard him pronounce it before. So that's why people are correcting you. Yeah. But I mean, you are still, but it's not, you're not wrong. It's just that this is a situation where he is involved in the the choices, the creative choices that are being made. So, of course, he's like, of course, his preferred pronunciation. Now, are you, we could, you could argue that it is just like morally wrong to refer to anybody by their name to mispronounce their name to willfully mispronounce their name which i suppose we're doing if we say fieri but i mean i don't think i but i don't think it like invalidates your point that like the anglicized pronunciation of that name is fieri really oh i okay so i'll walk you through my thought process on this I'm somebody who is very unfamiliar with the work of one Guy Fieri. And so I just don't, you know, like watch a lot of food-based programming. I just had always heard of him and people were saying Guy Fieri, so that got in my head. And then it wasn't until more recently that people would start correcting us. Like if I said it on a podcast, somebody would write in, you're saying that wrong. And I assumed that that was, again, I, I had never heard him say his own name. And so I assumed that maybe even if he did say it that way, Maybe he talks with a bit of a flourish that in the same way, if you hear a name that is pronounced properly in another language, I might feel uncomfortable like going full flourish on You're it. You're saying, in other words, that I pronounce my name Genevieve, but the the French pronunciation is Genevieve. So someone might. They might say that, but say of course that, I wouldn't. But write. They would be wrong because, of course, my me Genevieve has. I pronounce it Genevieve. And so seeing this commercial, not just Guy... So I've never heard Guy Fieri say his name. Um, In this commercial, I still don't hear him say his name, but I hear another person in a mass media, you know, piece of production 
specifically say Guy Fieri. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay, no, that is just the proper way to say it. This kid is not speaking with any kind of accent on any other word. It's just like that is the proper way to say the name. So for me, it's argument over. Like, I, I think yeah. it, one is wrong to say Guy Fieri. Yeah, I think in the sense that it's wrong to mispronounce someone's name from the way they like it pronounced. Yeah. Because you're saying if there's other people in America with that same last name, there's a very good chance that they would say Fieri. Yeah, like we know a Colbert, a Colbert. Oh, yeah. But we also know of a Stephen Colbert. Yeah, Same spelling. So who's right? I mean, and that's the thing. They're both right for themselves. Are they both right? I say they should fight it out. Um, Okay, so here, take a listen to this commercial. This family is, again, in a nice kitchen, but it's all kind of grayed and bland. And then they see Guy Fieri across the street in the neighbor's kitchen. And the neighbor's kitchen could not be... Are you familiar with something called Flavortown or... Ugh, we are all familiar with Flavortown. Across the street in the kitchen, they are making these little sliders, these sandwiches on um, pretzel buns, King's pretzel buns. Everything is super bright and Guy Fieri is over there. At one point, he even picks up like a a t-shirt cannon thing, loads a pretzel bun slider into it and shoots it into the um i guess father's mouth over in the fun kitchen. i can't begin to tell you how many osha regulations that violates why is guy fietti in the neighbor's kitchen it's slider sunday and with kicks wide sliders it's easy to deliver lights out flavor did anybody hear what he just said it's slider sunday with kings hawaiian sliders and, and then it's easy to deliver so the family is just like super high energy over there it looks like maybe they even i can't i guess that's just a family mom dad and a couple of kids i guess i don't want to get ahead of ourselves here mm-hmm. and i know that this the punchline or the the story has yet to fully unfold but so far if you told me you can spend an hour in one of these people's homes I have to say I'm going with the Grages. Oh, certainly. Yes. They seem, I mean, yes, they're a little downbeat, but like they seem reasonable. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. This this other kitchen just exhausts the hell out of me. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Why is Guy Fieri in the neighbor's kitchen? It's Slider Sunday. And with King's Hawaiian Sliders, it's easy to deliver. Lights out. Flavor. Slider Sunday. These chicken parm sliders on King's Hawaiian rolls are fire. Slider Sunday. And you gotta try these barbecue chicken sliders on King's Hawaiian pretzel slider buns. Everything's better between King's Hawaiian bread, especially now with King's Hawaiian pretzel buns. Did he just? Yeah. So at the end, we just see the the Bland family, the Blands, and he says, "Did he just?" And the wife says, "Yeah." And it's unclear what they're referring to because. There's already been a title slide between the last thing the family did. Yeah. I guess they're referring to the... The shooting the pretzel bun into the mouth. Of the other dad. Yeah. But I agree with you. It's poorly edited. It's really poorly constructed, yeah. right? Yeah, they very, they very came much. back for a button, but the button was referring to something... Yeah, they needed yeah. to show the shooting right before the button or something. Anyway. Honestly, send it back to hell. Terrible commercial. Um, this is another one that I've spoiled for you. I don't think you're supposed to know that this kid is the neighbor kid. I think you're supposed to think that this is a dad and he's puttering around the house doing all kinds of little projects and this cute little boy is following him around and he keeps on saying, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? And then you see a montage, kind of a chopped up montage of the, the this man giving a whole bunch of different answers, some of which are very funny. You never, you don't even hear what the kid says anymore. You just hear the dad saying things like, because monkeys can't get married. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great line. How was that not the shit like this draft? <laughs> That's this a good one. We can use it next week. Um, and then, uh, and then at the end, it's revealed that he's like, you know, you don't live here, right? 
Why? Because the porch needs some work. Why? Because plants need water to grow. Why? Because baseball's played in the summer. Oxygen and hydrogen. Gravity. Because that's just the shape of my head. Because monkeys don't get married. It's complicated. <laughs> because I forgot to get a receipt. I don't know. Why? Why not? Why? Why don't you go ask your dad? Why? When you drive a Sonata, people might think you know something they don't. The Sonata from Hyundai. Okay, I always ask you this, but you recognize that voice at the end, right? Um, is it Jeff Bridges? It's Jeff Bridges, yeah, I believe. We've done that one before. Um, he's got this very calming voice, yes. Jeff Bridges, especially after that Guy Fieri ad. It's a much better vibe. Um, I, I like. Do you like na- that they tied it to the idea of you own the car, so therefore people yes. think you know more? I think that was a great ad and really well written, very funny. It's just the shape of my head. It's just the shape of my head. Gravity. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but monkeys don't because monkeys married. don't get married. That's a great. I love the writing of that. I also think what I'm noticing here overall is a. I think that having a that the the trope of the neighbor kid or the device of the neighbor kid, is a way to, create a relationship between an adult and a child that is unbound by some of the strictures and um, and kind of tab or it, it's like it it steps out around or kind of gets outside of some taboos that we have about parents and their own children. Oh, yeah. Because neighbor kids can be annoying. You can be annoyed with a neighbor Mm -hmm. kid. Not that we never see parents get annoyed with their own children, but I think that as advertisers, you have to be really careful about how much animosity or conflict you establish between a child and their parent. Mm -hmm. With a neighbor kid, you remove a lot of those strictures and taboos, and so you can have a funnier... And more conf- conflict-ridden relationship. And not that that was high conflict. It wasn't at all. Yeah, it was just cute. It was cute. But all of these have some level of like, you're not my kid. I am not responsible for you. And so I'm trying to create a distance in some way. That one reminded me of the old kids in the hall sketch. With a, what? Oh, with Gavin. A, how I, much does my head? How, what would my head be worth if it was made of veal? <laughs> then he tells him, he says, no I'm sale. Not, no sale. Um, I have one more for you. And this one is different <laughs> because it isn't about a neighbor kid interacting with adults. I think that's been, except for like the weird Guy Fieri one that I threw in there, it's mostly been adults dealing with the neighbor kid, right? Well, in this case, the neighbor kid, first of all, is not annoying. And it's about two neighbor kids kind of interacting and I think it's kind of interesting I think the sound design is really tragic they um <laughs> like uh they... like Hindenburg tragic or <laughs> like give me give me something on the scale not here. quite Hindenburg <laughs> okay. level but Lusitania okay yeah <laughs> um, I think that so this is for... arguably that's more tragic because nobody very few people actually died on the Hindenburg. Yeah, I, I was just trying to think of something on the fly. I'll come up with something better and punch it in there. <laughs> if you guys heard me say the Lusitania, it means I didn't go back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is for something I hadn't heard of before, a financial institution called Truist Financial. And it begins with a kind of a kind of a portrait style shot of a woman probably in her 30s or something and they say this is Jessica Moore she likes helping people and then they flash back to a young Jessica Moore and they do some good casting and you see a girl who's maybe I don't know 14 years old and a little bit kind of on the nerdy side I think and she's standing um 
She's standing outside. I think she's kind of got like a side ponytail or something and um, or maybe a ponytail kind of coming across her shoulder. It's kind of distinctive. And she has always liked helping people. So in this case, she's flashing back. She's a kid and she sees a car coming down the street. She sees a puddle in the street and she sees her neighbor, a kid about her age, coming out of his house with a big school project, something made of cardboard, like some sort of a diorama kind of thing, right? And so she can see the problem that's about to happen. This car is going to splash water up and destroy her neighbor friend's uh, little uh, project. And so she runs in between the car and the puddle. She has an umbrella that she springs open, and she takes the brunt of the wetness she like yeah. her ponytail is in now front of the bullet. she kind of jumps in front of the bullet she does have a, a have a umbrella her the reason i bring up her ponytail is because now that's all wet and it's soggy and she says to the kid again it's really hard to hear what they say because i guess this song is by saweetie and doja cat i think it was a very famous song and maybe they're like we paid a lot for the rights to use this, so okay. we're just going to drown out the kids' dialogue with it. It's just a pretty poor, interesting choice, poor sound mix. Um, but I think what she says is, "Is that for Mrs. So and So's class?" And the boy says, "Yes, it's Atlantis." And then she says, "I don't think there were camels in Atlantis," <laughs> which is kind of funny. Except the way I had to watch it a whole bunch to hear what they were saying and what, because you never see camels like you see it. Qu- yeah, and it's interesting. It's not well executed. It's not well executed. And I haven't seen this yet, but I would also note that Atlantis is a fictional place. So right, and also it would be underwater. Why would you choose something in a in a commercial? Well, Atlantis wasn't underwater until it sank. Oh yeah, that's true. But when you think of the lost world of yeah, Atlantis, it's usually of- it's just a complicated thing because you're protecting this thing from water. It feels like there was a placeholder there yeah. and they never went back and they never picked like that my one Lusitania up. Like joke. Lusitania so yeah, joke. it's yeah. funny because I find the girl, the young Jessica Moore, to be so winning. I think she's really, really charming in this. Yeah. And so that's what works about this commercial. Unfortunately, like they just really dropped the ball on I, I feel like the and it's not a cheap looking commercial, but I it's just not well mixed and yeah, they needed to like kind of fix the the joke at the end. Meet Jessica Moore. Jessica was born to care. She always had your back. Like the time she spotted the neighbor kid, an approaching car, a puddle, and knew there was going to be a situation. That's my best friend. She don't need no lift. Miss Helen's class? Yeah. It's Atlantis. Nice. I don't think they had camels in Atlantis. Really? Today, she's a teammate at Truist, the bank that starts with care. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. At the end, we see her as an adult again, and she's walking into her financial institution, and she's holding an umbrella helping a customer get in during a downpour. Right. It's really cute, right? It is cute. I think you're right. The the sound mix is bad. Some of the dialogue is buried. And I think... um, yeah, a little punch up on the dialogue there, which they totally could do because it's it's had it's off screen anyway. Like she's yeah. saying it, we don't see her saying it, so they could have punched in anything. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a bummer. I really like that girl though. Yeah, that, the little actor playing the young Jessica Moore. Stop. Are you ready to hear this jingle? So ready. Again, this is a commercial from about 1995, I think, that I found on an old tape. Um, it is for something called Quick and Bright. Are you familiar with Quick and Bright? 
Sounds like a cleaning product. It is a cleaning product. Uh, it looks like it's an all-purpose cleaner. I think that's even in the jingle. And my goal is for this to be in your head and all of the listeners' heads for at least <laughs> the rest of the day. Take a listen to this. True all-purpose cleaner for carpets, kitchens, upholstery too. There's not much cleaning quick and bright won't do. For floors, windows, grease on your walls. Chase away the film on shower stalls. Clean up your boat or your car. For outdoor jobs, it's a best by far. Quick and bright does it all. Quick and bright. The true all-purpose cleaner. The true all-purpose they cleaner. Are, they're, go- they're taking a big swing with that. I would not clean some of those uh, objects with the same cleaner. Really? What did you see that seemed... Like upholstery and your wooden floors? Yeah. That is a, a bold claim, friendos. Yeah. Um, let's see. I would use Folex on upholstery, but I wouldn't use it on wooden floors. There yeah. you go. Um, but I like they're just like your boat, your car, whatever. Whatever. A but true all-purpose cleaner. I think like it's Quick like... Quick and bright. It's a good jingle. But the true, again, they just needed a single consonant there. And so they went with true. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they could have gone with something slightly more specific. Like, are there false all-purpose cleaners, quick and bright? Oh, that doesn't bother my ear at all. Really? I think true true to me in that context um, indicates meaning as opposed to people who claim to be all-purpose cleaners, but they're really only like all-purpose for kitchen first for hard oh, surfaces, I see. you know. Yeah, and that kind of goes to what you're saying—a really big swing, like truly, it's truly an all-purpose, all-purpose. cleaner. You Anything you need to clean, it will clean. Which again, you're right. I, I totally, I kind of was as a as a pitch and an ad. I think it's a strong, strong play. I think it's like a pretty, pretty muscular move. I yeah. have a hard time believing it's true. I'm going to need to see some consumer reports on that. Um. I'm gonna need to see it, like yeah, some like uh, TikToks showing me that that's a uh, that's a true thing. Would you like to hear it again now that I am on board with the true? I mean, I th- it's not like you would. Yeah, I just think everybody does. I don't know if that is still made. I've never seen it on a shelf, so I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen it either. I mean, there's no way that if it was really that effective on all those surfaces that it was safe to have in your home. <laughs> especially not coming from that time. Yeah, what was the um, uh, the stickers that everybody, I think especially in this part of the country, they had the Mr. Yuck campaign. Oh, you yeah. Put the stickers on that Yeah, stuff. yeah, Mr. Yuck, and we talked about that. Um, this is not a vintage commercial here, but we're going to kind of just stick this in this segment. Um, you told me at the top of the show that there was a, um, again, it's a Google, it's a Google service commercial, right? Google yeah, Lens. You're familiar with Google Lens, right? Yeah, I use yeah, it yeah. all the time, actually. It's really great for identifying plants and things like that, mm-hmm. which I often use it for. But they want Google, Google wants Google Lens to be, and I just got a Pixel phone, so I may, I may find myself, uh, lensing it up because I'm sure it's very much integrated with my with my hardware but they want you to use Google Lens for everything like Mm. I want you know I want this 
I see I see a woman wearing a dress that I like, but I want it oh, in green. So okay. I take a picture of it and I get it and I say, find it for me in green. Um, this is an ad that uh, it's it's cross promotional with Barbie. So we open with Margot Robbie from Barbie saying, hi, Barbie. And I, I haven't seen Barbie yet, but, you know, every all, apparently like all the women in Barbie land are Barbie. Right. Mm-hmm. Is my understanding. So she's saying, hi, Barbie. Another character from the movie says, hi, Barbie. And then we cut to our star of this commercial, which is an actress named Megan Stalter, who I love from Hacks. Now, mm. have you never seen Hacks, no, right? No, I should, though. But you really should. It's fantastic. The casting is just, I, I can't speak highly enough of it. But, you know, it's Gene Smart playing uh. a sort of um, a Joan Rivers type, like a, an old style, old school Vegas, you know, co- comedic giant. But she's kind of, you know, in her... Uh, in her a little bit past her prime, she hires this young millennial uh, writer to try to punch up her act, and they really they butt heads, but they also kind of come to love and respect each mm-hmm. other. And so it's just these this the story of these two women of different generations who are both comedians trying to like figure out how to make their relationship work. A secondary story in the in the show is that. Uh, Deborah Vance, who's the Gene Smart character, has this agent who's played by an actor you would know well. He was from Broad City. He was the guy who was the, this pube situation is unprecedented. Oh, yeah. He worked at Solstice. He worked at Solstice. Yeah. Solstice. Um, so he he plays Deborah's agent, and he has an assistant who he's sort of been foisted on him by his, his company, who is played by this young woman, uh, Megan Stalter, and she's just the worst assistant you could Mm. ever want. She's self-obsessed, completely oblivious, terrible at her job, thinks that she's amazing at her job and thinks that she's amazing, generally speaking, that she's just completely, you know, um, owning the world. And no, nothing you can say to her can, can burst her bubble of self-confidence. So she's just really fantastically funny in the show. (laughs) I always think of this time. When she sexually harasses her boss, this this actor, and he gets on the phone with one of his with someone and says, "I'm in a Me Too situation, and I'm the me." <laughs> so anyway, she's so fantastic and hack. She's just like the you know she she steals every scene she's in. She's so good. And so I'm watching TV, and I've been seeing this ad come on a lot. And for a second, I was like, "Where do I know this character? This this." this actor from she's so funny and she's really like lighting up some part of my brain that I can't quite remember and then I realized oh it's it's the woman from Hacks so she comes out of this uh, very pink uh, pretty fancy house and um, she kind of joins this high Barbie conversation because she's watching Barbie on her phone um so we see a bunch of people, I think, who are just by scrubbing through who who start a high like people are like kind of waving and they're on phones and they're yeah, all and saying hi might, Barbie to each other. I think they're other. clips from the movie, which I haven't oh, seen. Okay. So we see Hi Barbie, Hi Barbie from the movie, and now we cut to Megan Stalter standing outside of her big pink house. She's wearing um a pink uh, like a shiny pink dress and pink cowboy boots, and she just looks like And a cowboy hat at And a cowboy like. hat, and she just looks like just she's just hilarious. And she starts explaining how um, she loves Barbie so much. She likes everything to be in pink. But the world the world that she lives in, the reality that she lives in, doesn't always accommodate her love of Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> in Barbie land, everything makes sense. But here in the real world, I'm always like, what is that? 
What is that? <laughs> so she just points to like, is that a gecko on it's the a, ground? She'll or? tell you in a minute, but it's some okay. kind of lizard. <laughs> Thankfully with the Google app, I can search it with lens. Oh, a chikwala. What up? It even helps me translate notes from my Canadian lover next door, Jean-Pierre. <laughs> she looks at Stop a note. Stop stealing my parking spot. Like, why didn't you stop stealing my heart, boy? <laughs> She's got like a very kind of like a a clumsy walk. These, her walk away, her walk in these cowboy boots as she she sort of can't keep her balance in them uh-huh. is just chef's kiss. She's I I was totally unfamiliar with her, but she is really She's winning won your me heart, over yeah. like immediately. Well, that's my errands for the day. I need a jacuzzi. <laughs> What is that? The Google app helps me find whatever color I So what she's I screaming need. about <laughs> is that she sees that in her totally pink house, she has one black chair, and she screams, and then <laughs> and then uses Google Lens to find a pink version of it. <laughs> the Google app helps me find whatever color I need, and by whatever color, I mean pink. <laughs> with lenses' help, if you see something, you can search something with only seeing, like melted plant. These things need water. She dumps her plant in her pool. Thanks, Google. What's next? Put her in the movie. Who said that? <laughs> Put her in the movie. Who, Who said that? That is fantastic. And she's so good, and she's doing a kind of a version of the of the character she plays uh, in Hacks. And I've watched some other things that she's done independently, like she has this thing called the Megan Stalter Show. And her brand is for sure this, like, Overly confident, this baselessly confident um, kind of out to lunch Gen Z person. Um, but she does it so flawlessly, and her physical presence is just, you've got to see this. You've got, I just please, if you haven't seen this ad, Go to the go to your show your show page on the, your app or look on Facebook and please just watch this ad. I um I don't know if you'll agree with this comparison. Um, and so I could be wrong about this, but it's high praise whether or not I'm right. I get a little bit of like Patty Harrison vibes off of her, like kind huh. of like kind of weird out there, like not. Not trying to be sexy, but if so, sort of in a very kind of clumsy way. Yes, an intentional clumsiness and um, an obliviousness to mm-hmm. what the social norms are around her. Yeah. Like the way she says, like her her neighbor leaves her a note saying, stop stealing my parking space. Yeah. And her only response is to say, stop stealing my heart. <laughs> Google lenses. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you for introducing me to that. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Can I ask you a question that is unrelated to almost anything we just talked about? You mentioned Gene Smart. I was in a conversation with somebody yesterday about the, um, I think, second season of Fargo. Okay. Where there's like a crime family, but they also run a ranch. Right. And it's kind of in the. the They're like the Minneapolis. They run Minneapolis. And it's a matriarch, though. Yes, it's Gene Smart. It is Gene Smart. Yes. I was right. Yeah, she's fantastic. We actually talked a little bit about it on this show in connection with the Brad Garrett ads for Jimmy John's. Oh. Because he does, we, we played a little clip of him making a report to that family. You're right. And it's right, all. He the, plays a cop, right? No, he plays a gangster, but oh. like a bureau, he plays like a bureaucrat. The gangster, the gang has become so large and powerful that they have developed their own very, like, 
dull bureaucracy to do all of their criming. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a little bit. And that was the season where Gene Smart was the matriarch. I'm just so proud that I realized it was Gene Smart all these years later. She is. Yeah, a, she kills it. She is killing it in everything. She's been in everything that I love lately. It's just so great. All right. If you guys. And proud want, Husky. If Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. You dub grad. Um, if you guys want to get a hold of us, please call us 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. 5597 would love to hear your voice you can also email us after these messages show at gmail.com you can join the conversation in the facebook group just look for after these messages podcast on facebook same with youtube if you want to watch any if you want to watch that quick and bright commercial or any of the old commercials i'm posting go to youtube and look specifically for after these messages podcast all right thank you everybody be nice to your neighbor kids we'll talk to you next week yeah i'm talking about wine drinkers bald head men clucks clan swine thinkers what motivates you i know you're not working today but we could really use some abby magic there's a pube situation in the locker room that is unprecedented